Are we recording? I thought we were already tracking. I put 5,000 down as earnest money and then uh, went to a private individual who wanted a good return on his property secured by quality collateral and uh, borrowed the money. The more money, the safer your properties are. It's like, if I have more liquidity, I can take care of the property. The building side, are y'all going 50-50 on this thing since you're the one that found it and he's gonna pay for the building or how's that How's that working? Welcome to the Cashflow Bros Podcast, where three investors and realtors give you the inside scoop on everything investing in Birmingham, Alabama. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Cashflow Bros. Um, this day, we have a two-part episode, and we've never done that before, guys. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> special. Just happened. special. We got so long-winded that we decided <laughs> to make two episodes out of it. We try to keep these 30 minutes because, you know, ultimately, we know y'all are busy, and we like to give those sweet, punchy tips on the Birmingham market. <laughs> But in this case, we kind of really deep dived on a seller finance deal that you picked up with a bunch of townhomes. And I think what's interesting about it is, you know, some of it was actually about the deal structure, but we really started to dive in a little bit about the complexity that is seller financing and some tips. So if you've ever wanted to understand how to negotiate seller financing and explore some of those details of the terms, listen to episode one. But uh, so... At this point, we're going to pick up where you've acquired the properties, um, you've kind of set the terms, and so recap what you bought them for and kind of a little bit of the terms, and we'll go from there. So the purchase price was $450,000. The um, down payment was 10% of that amount, so $45,000 with $405,000 on a note to the seller. Um, now that down payment, I think about 40,000 of it came from the proceeds of a new first position, private note secured by a condo that I owned free and clear. Okay. So I didn't go get $45,000 from my bank to close on this. I put 5,000 down as earnest money and then uh, went to a private individual who wanted a good return on his property, right? Secured by quality collateral, right? And uh, borrowed the money that way for the down payment. And so, for the balance of the payments due, we had agreed to a twenty-five year term and amortization and a 4% interest rate, which was relative to like 30 year mortgage interest rates at the time was right. higher yeah. on the what higher side. time to be alive. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, and then we had all, what we talked about in the last episode about release provisions and reducing the payment amount based on, uh, paid down balance from selling individual right. properties. And so this was nine townhomes, one note. Yeah. Um, and you got them for 450. Yeah. So basically 50K door. Yeah. 
Which is a great price. What was the balloon? It was a it was a good price. Period. There was no balloon. It was literally Fully 25 years. 25 okay. years. Well, that's good. Yeah. And Heck yeah. Yeah. And I think the seller saw it as he's he wasn't he's not planning on being around. He was 75 at the time we did this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so he's not he wasn't planning on being around. Maybe he will. He's in good shape. We're rooting and for him. Everybody's yeah. listening. Okay. Yeah, but he just—he just just make it clear. Realized. We don't. We. I mean, I'm really rooting for that guy. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping he's yeah. here to see the end of it. Although, but he didn't know. I guess he didn't wasn't banking on it, and he wanted a very simple income stream that could pass directly to his heirs. Uh, set up versus nine different townhomes and repairs right. yeah. and all yeah. the things. Good for him. Makes that sense. Go with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very responsible. Um, responsible move on his part. And did he have to do stuff on his end to do that pass down or that was actually also in the structure of your guys's deal? The properties were actually owned in a trust, I believe for the benefit of his uh, kids. And so the beneficiary of the note was the trust was the trust. Mm, okay. So it would gotcha. have transferred the same way. Okay. Um, and yeah, so we, where was I? I got 25 years. You basically just went through the whole thing. Yeah. So that's, that's the basics of it. Uh, and there wasn't a whole lot of back and forth. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, I, what I put out there was pretty close to those terms. Yeah. He told me, you know, two or three things he wanted to change. Price wasn't one of them. That was the price I offered. That's good. And, uh, so yeah, we agreed pretty quickly once I put something out there, one kind of counter, and then off we go. And then inspected the properties with my property manager. Um, I don't think we – I think I probably asked about tweaking the down payment after we inspected because I was like, there's – you better have to spend some cash. There's yeah, a good yeah. amount to do here. I'm going to yeah. need to do some renovating roofs, you know, different things soon. Like I think maybe one of them had gone vacant by the time we closed. And so I was like, I'm going to have to spend more money once I buy this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we reduce the down payment to offset that? Yeah. One thing I like fly. to say, it didn't fly. <laughs> no, said, no. We, you you got to try. He was like, the deal's a deal. <laughs> the deal's a deal. Take yeah. it or leave it. You're like, oh, shoot. One thing is interesting that I like to to say, and I said this to a banker actually, and he was like, huh. I said, the more money you keep in my pocket, the more money, the safer your properties are. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I have more liquidity, I can take care of the properties. If you don't give me liquidity, right. then I have no cash to keep this. Now, I don't go out and buy a boat on a whim. My credit, my you know, track record for spending, all that kind of stuff says that I can keep that cash flow. I'm trustworthy with cash flow. Some people right. are not trustworthy with cash flow, but that's an interesting thing that you could have maybe pitched to him. I don't know if you would have still bit, but been like, hey, if you give me a little bit more cash, your the asset that's backing your mortgage is going to be better taken care of. Right. I don't think I knew this at the time. It's possible I, what I probably should have done is to propose um, an escrow of, so let's say I was doing 45,000 down payment. Let's make it 30,000 down with a 15,000 escrow for repairs. Right. So it's like, I'm still bringing that money, but 
it's going directly into the properties. You can be sure of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's guaranteed that it's not just cash sitting in my pocket. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that could bring that assurance. Yeah. So then what'd you do with them? Well, pretty much took care took of them. over yeah took over just operated them um you ponied up some money for repairs that's what it sounds like but they were already mostly stabilized they were right? all they were all for rented the, part. the tenants <clears throat> were not great some of them were there um long term and they were they were really good tenants right but there were some that were there was a couple section 8 that were causing problems and they're all right there together it's like apartments mm-hmm. they all kind of knew all right the same person owns all these they knew who he was. Um, right. Like they knew his some things about his family when we walked through there. So, um, we had through COVID. I think we had two of them that lost their jobs or whatever, couldn't pay. Um, and I think two of them got the rental assistance programs where we got some money through the government to kind of pay. They didn't pay for like six months, but then you got a lump sum of all the back rent. Back rent. Right. That's tough, man. Um, Some people yeah. go under in that time period. Oh, yeah. No, it was. Some people go was, over in that time period. No, it was not people, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not fun. But, uh, you know, just basically operated them as they came vacant. Um, we did pretty nice repairs on them. Like, and I would say, on average, when I bought them, the rents were six fifty. And when once we renovated them, we were able to get nine fifty, a mm. thousand. Whoa! Um, so, and that was most of them were after like twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two that we were able to tenants left, and we were able to go in and make them nicer. And I really, you know, that's something. It's just kind of the craziness of COVID. I kind of bought it as, all right, this is a cash flowing package of properties that sometime in the next 25 years, it'll be worth, I I bought it for 450,000. It'll add 450,000 to my net worth in today's terms. Yeah. Right. Maybe something good will happen, but if nothing else, I'm pretty confident that'll happen. And I like that. So fast forward, you stabilize, 2022 hits. Yep. And you decide to pivot on your long-term plan of keeping them for a while. Right. Because you have good debt yep. on them. Yep. So why'd you decide to sell? Really just looking at other things that I wanted to do, getting into uh, bigger projects. I was looking at, investing in Florida and just to kind of, I realized that at that point um, I generated a lot of equity from those properties that, you know, was still stuck in there and there mm-hmm. was no way to really get it out without selling. And so I uh, decided to put that package on the market, turn it over to my, trusty listing agent <laughs> and uh you know him you know him you love him todd helzer who's your favorite and, <laughs> who's your favorite people <laughs> and he put a uh beautiful <laughs> listing package together for that portfolio he really did that was actually really good 
It was really good. Well, yeah, I mean, we typically have like, because we get so many inquiries on portfolios, we're actually working with a potential seller coming up. So we might have another portfolio to list here soon. But it is a upfront, massive undertaking to underwrite mm-hmm. it. You basically then price it. Then from there, you have to get all the leases. You have to make sure all the tenant info is in. You make sure all the you know, P&Ls are in. I mean, people want to see it all. Yeah. But then basically, we create this like, email auto response because everybody wants to know about it mm-hmm. and you just say here's the docs yeah. and then you see what actually comes back from you know people who are legit buyers right um so it's it's a it's a lot of upfront costs but once you get that done you just basically start pushing it out and then the the cream of the crop the good offers start to rise to the top and you see who's actually serious and has the cash to, to buy yeah yeah and that's I think we had a really good response on it overall. I mean, I think we got, we had a couple offers. Mm -hmm. It took a little while to find the right offer, but we did, uh, had a lot of interest in it over the, it was probably listed for three or four months, something like that. Yeah. We had initial burst and then I think we got it under contract. Yeah. Pretty quick. Then it fell out of contract just because probably lack of experience. They, kind of said stuff that they weren't and mm-hmm. and then it's it sat for a little while with the inquiries but then someone who was legitimate came around and, mm-hmm. and and so you ended up selling them yep and so then talks through what happened next well i'll say that uh when i was originally the initial first proposal for these properties um involved a discussion about the lots that were surrounding um, these nine townhomes. Dun, 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 the pot thickens. <laughs> Wait, there's extra land? Yeah. So there, so he built out townhomes, mm-hmm. but there, were, there was a whole section of lots that he hadn't built out yet. Right. That was yeah. in the original plan. Yeah. He, in the 80s, he lost his FHA subsidy that he was utilizing to make the numbers make sense to build these townhomes. And so uh, he said, I'm going to keep them as rentals. Whatever government program was making this all work was pulled. And so he kept them as rentals and for the next 30 years almost. Um, And yeah, but then there's also the whole rest of this development that also now no longer made sense. And so I looked at it originally and my plan was nothing really, it didn't make sense still to like build on it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if we can just, you know, add it all in there for a small amount, roll it into the purchase of these townhomes, then, you know, maybe someday it'll be something for me in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't work out on the front end, but once we sold the properties, uh, I got a call, you know, and I paid the seller off, um, because at at that time things had changed. He wanted to be paid off. I was about to ask that exact same thing because he was trying to avoid taxes and yeah, his, now he wants to his be- whole situation had changed, <clears throat> and I think the bigger properties he owned. Uh, he had found a way to sell those that was acceptable. 
I will say another point on this whole epic journey is that uh, I, if I knew what I knew today, uh, I would have owned everything that he had. I would have found a way to buy everything. all of it, yeah. which right. is 150 unit in Homewood, mm. uh, another 40 units around Birmingham, Golly. a 40 unit apartment building. So some really good properties that knowing what I know now, if I met him today, I'd be owning them. Hindsight. No question. Yeah. Ask. But yeah, hindsight. And if next time I get a swing like that, I know what to do. And, yeah. Uh, you may true. never get another one, Rob. That could have been it, pal. That's possible. <laughs> that been it. I don't think it works that way. Though. Debbie Downer. <laughs> wow. Hey, man. You know? Jordan like with to... the heart. Just saying. Yeah. Like you've, you swung your swing. <laughs> Struck out. One shot. Oh, man. So you paid him off. Yeah, so I paid him off and got a call um, not too long after that where he said, neatening my stack, I've still got these lots. You should buy them from me, and uh, I'll be a, you know easy seller again. And so – Started looking at that, started uh, looking at what it would take to build these lots. Does it make sense now? Mm-hmm. Um, learned, you know, more about the utilities and had meetings with uh, a builder that I've been looking at partnering with to bring him in because building townhomes was not like in my background. So I, I don't somebody. think you even own a hammer, Rob. <laughs> Actually, you know what? When we first started working here together, he had to call me and ask to borrow my shovel. And he tried to pick up my shovel. And I think I've been over to your house to help you with the wheel. Yeah. No, the man doesn't own a hammer. He doesn't. Just give you a hard time. <laughs> no. I barely, it is definitely not in your wheelhouse to, you're not the builder. I'm not sure I know which type. end of the hammer you use. <laughs> He's like, I own it. I just don't know how to use it. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of uh, not my strong suit, I guess, is uh, the construction side. So needed somebody who had done a lot of that and to really come up with the construction numbers and see, you know, how would this work? Does it work? And so started the conversations for that, and that was probably March or April of this year and went through um, – this kind of the same process of, all right, you know, little price discovery, like what do you think you want for these? Um, and of course I kind of anchored on like, here's the price you said you'd take three years ago. Smart plan. Are we still good? (laughs) Are we still good? Yeah. And what she wasn't, but it wasn't that much, it wasn't that much higher. Um, and so, yeah, but on this, Again, we structured it with uh, a release provision. And we also structured it so that the first lots that we knew we wanted to build on, like where we wanted to start at the closing, would be free and clear. So when we went to secure new building financing, there's six first position lien slots that are available Mm -hmm. for financing and to secure with the mortgage. Right. And does that stagger as you build through or just the first six? Yeah. So, you know, after the first six are free and clear and once we build those 
and get permanent financing in place, we'll just um, pay off the pre-negotiated like payoff amount, like pay down the principal by this much, and now these five right. are free and clear. Yeah, and you yeah. can do the same thing here and just kind of move down the line. And it, maybe we're moving faster. We can pay these off, pay these off, and start both of them with construction right. financing. Nice. Yeah. So you're in the middle of that project now, yep. trying to get that up and running, figuring out financing, figuring out some some due diligence and stuff like that. Yeah. But what turned into basically what was, you know, if you listen back to episode one, was it just an email? Yeah. Of just like, hey, I have this potential lead. Mm-hmm. When you walked into that meeting originally, did you even think... I mean, because you take so many of those meetings. Right. I mean, you kind of have to chase down those those rabbits, too. Oh, yeah. You do a lot of them. Yeah. I think, did I think it was going to go here? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was going to go here. I, I thought that, and honestly, I know a lot more now. Like, now that I've seen where something like this can go, I would have probably thought, all right, this is... Right, a great meeting. Like this is not just every this went well every Friday meeting. <laughs> like this is a, a meeting I need to go on and prepare for and like follow up and like do everything right. Yeah. Um, so no, I think I think uh, I didn't know where it was going to go, but there were kind of a couple indicators of opportunity that um, you know a, a seller who is open, you know, can offer seller financing. They have the equity. So something good can happen um, from that conversation. And, you know, I didn't, even when I bought the original uh, townhomes, I looked at the lots pretty soon after and I thought, this seems like something, but like, I don't think you can build these like build costs are too much just doesn't seem like it makes sense, but the way things have shifted in the market and appreciation on those existing townhomes and just where rates are at construction rental rates, like the way everything has shifted in the last couple of years, it really makes sense um, for us to build them. Yeah. And uh, so the plan is we've got, uh, 48 lots that will be building as investment properties, as rental properties. And they're going to be three bed, two bath, two and a half bath with a garage. So really great properties. I think we'll get top of the market rents. Yeah. What um, do you think rent will, will go for? What's your projections? I'm, well, just, I'm using 1200 a month to, as like a very conservative amount. There's a, yeah, I would agree. There's a apartment building close by like apartments that are, I think there are three, two units that are smaller, no garage, of course. And there's somebody living above you, um, that were, I think they're asking 1400. Yeah, when you say so, the specs, I mean, I know the area is not Homewood, but <laughs> but I mean, the specs, I, I was thinking about 14 to 15. Yeah, I think... Just because what you're providing, and it's a brand new build. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's going to, everything's going to be new. Yeah, and we'll include, um, 
you know, uh, gra- you know, uh, lawn care, like that'll be yeah. included. We're treating it like an apartment building. Right. It's all together. And are you guys setting up an HOA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, there'll be some, some parameters if you end up selling off some of them as not, not holding them as, as rentals. Right. You're going to fence it you off from still, the rest of the community. Yeah. You almost have to, if you're doing HOA and all that. Yeah. We'll do at least <clears> a <throat> sign and a, whatever kind of fencing we can do yeah. um, to just kind of make sure that it looks like, okay, this is a new thing, a separate thing, like, uh, and really, you know, set that, set that up for success. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, so how are, how are y'all going so far in terms of along in the project timeline wise? It's going good. We've got, um, the, we're out for permits. We're hopefully getting comments back from the city tomorrow. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, we've got all the plans ready, detailed, and yeah, we'll hopefully hear what they have to say about it tomorrow. And, uh, we've got most of the information together, um, to put the financing together. We're planning to offer these as, uh, to private individuals for funding. So just people in our circle that Mm -hmm. do private lending, Mm -hmm. um, either in the construction phase or in the long-term financing phase, because they are all separate uh, parcels and really serve as great collateral for people who are looking for that type of securitized investment. Yeah. Um, So that's, it's going to be a a big project that is mostly funded by private individuals. That's good. Yeah. So let's say tomorrow city comes back, says, we're all good. Good to go. You think by two months from now, before the end of the year, you can get the funding squared away to start construction? Yeah. Well, next month, maybe. Yeah. We're starting. I mean, we don't really have to have a lot of funding to get started. We're starting right away. Okay. That's good. And, uh, and the, I don't think it'll take long to get the financing in order because it's, it's really not a large amount all things considered, and it can be broken up into six uh, separate parcels, like six separate slots. Yeah. So it should be a pretty quick process on the first ones. That's sweet. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then moving on to the next five and rolling so through the – How is it working between you and the uh, partner you have that's handling the um – the building side, are y'all going 50, 50 on this thing? Since you're the one that found it and he's going to pay for the building or yep. how's that, how's that working? Yeah. We just set it up as a 50, 50 partnership, splitting everything. And I think there's times where like any partnership, I think there's times where one person is bringing more day to day to the table, yeah, more value. And then there's times where the other person is bringing more to the table day to day in terms of value. Yeah. And I, I think we're, we both understand that and are okay with it. Um, there's a list of, it's like 37 questions before partnering with someone that, uh, my coach gave me. He's like, you know, you really How want to many 37, 37. Wow. 
That's I want to see that list. Yeah, because I just jumped straight in. Well, <laughs> you got cash. I'm in. <laughs> you got cash. That's the only Please, one let's question. Do this. So it's it's very in depth. We went through all of it, and uh, so and I'm I'm haven't done a lot of partnering, uh, I, and what I have has worked out well in terms of like money, but it's like it's more stressful. Yeah, because I don't have the end say at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what I didn't like about it. Um, and so, but this has been not stressful. It's been we've worked well together, and we've really, I think, done a good job of communicating and respecting up front, like what we each bring to the table. Yeah, and uh, staying in our lanes. You know, I clearly I know nothing about construction i would say yes almost nothing about development and yeah. so that's a hard thing you don't just hop into it by yourself no you know you need you need partners for that at least the first time yeah through and it's good to have somebody that does know all that stuff right that's very important mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to seeing them yeah man i'm ready to see y'all break ground yeah it's it's such yeah. a great story of how you know, one thing led to the next thing that led to the next thing, you know, which is life. um, Yeah. I mean, it's life's story. It's the odyssey of life. It is, man. I call them deal snowballs. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Keep on keeping on. Well, we thought top three, we just each pick a aspect of seller financing that we think is, is uh, important or actually necessary. So, Is it trust? Is it knowing the deal structure? Is it um, negotiation skills? Is it um, relating mm. to your so top three? Just one. Each one of us gets to pick one one of those aspects of seller financing that we think is important. Y'all go first. I'm gonna I'm gonna do an easy one. It's trust. It's. I mean, it's essential to the whole the whole foundation of the relationship. If there's no trust, if you haven't built trust, there's really it, you're you're paddling up a creek. Mm-hmm. So, I would say. Um, uh, I mean, it somewhat relates to trust, but understanding slash compatibility with the seller. Because with understanding and compatibility, compatibility, you can create win-win situations where you win and they win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say, I guess I would call it uh, reading the reading the room or like kind of knowing the triggers, like how things tend to work. Like when someone says, I'm worried it, what kind of taxes I'm going to have to pay when I sell this property. Right. When he said that, Rob's head, and it was just ding, 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 Yeah, it's ding, like ding, a buzzer. Ding, ding. It's built into my <laughs> head now that, yeah. like, when someone says that, I know right where this is going. Yeah. And uh, so that that type of thing. And that, I guess it comes down to listening, and um, which is, like, a probably the biggest part of negotiating is listening for what's yeah. there. So... I don't know what that. He said five things, yeah. but <laughs> slash, all, of, slash, all the rest of the slash. things. He's like every aspect of it. It's the just end. all important. The whole thing. <laughs> well, that's what I like about it is it's very multi. I would, I would, I would put it down to listening. Yeah, listening. Well, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you really can be a yeah. good listener, yeah. then you can understand what 
these sellers' needs are. Mm-hmm. And if you can address those needs, mm-hmm. then you have a deal. Yep. Um, and if you can't address those needs, then it deal falls apart. Yep. So um, sure. that's good. Well, hopefully Sweet. this is helpful. And, yeah. you know, y'all out there will start knocking down some seller finance deals. Yeah, if so, you find yeah. some and we inspired you, let us know. Yeah. yeah. If you so, don't want it, we'll take it. Yeah, if you don't want <laughs> it, we'll take it. I mean, I gave that presentation at Investor Social and uh, four days later, one of the people who attended put a beach condo under contract. That's right. Yeah. Was that yeah. Jacob? No. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was her, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember exactly who it was. Yeah, but, but she had she had like the opportunity right in front of her face. Yeah. But she, didn't have it in the context of what she could do with it. Yeah. And it solved. And she was like, it all kind of came together for her. And yeah. Did you <laughs> even get on a call and help her structure? Yeah, I did. I talked to her. So. I presented that on a Wednesday. I had a call with her on a Friday night. And then on like Saturday by noon, she said, we're under contract. (laughs) Do you get free beach time now? I should. should. You should. Did you not structure that into your financing with her? (laughs) He's like, who's this Rob Drum? And why does he get to stay there (laughs) 10 days out of the year for free? (laughs) Well, she, she, this is off on a rabbit trail, but she built a relationship uh, she had already built a relationship with the seller before she had this seller financing proposition. And when right. she put it out there, he said, I don't want you to buy it without trying it out. So I'll block off a week for you to come down and try it and uh, make sure you like it Dang. before you buy it. That's awesome. Yeah. I got to find those sellers. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. It's fun. That's awesome. um, well, hopefully y'all enjoyed uh, another edition of Cashflow Bros. Yeah. Yeah. Check See y'all later. Yep. See y'all later. <laughs>